Hello, welcome back. This is episode 14, um, Growing Up in a Small Town, starring our new guest today. Please introduce yourself. What's up? I'm Oshi, and I make music. Love it. Great music. Straightforward. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so today, um, like Joe said, we're going to talk about growing up in a small town. I think all three of us really relate to this subject, and Oshi definitely has a lot of really good insight. So we're excited to see what fun stuff we'll talk about. Um, If you have your three things that you've been loving recently, feel free to share. Yeah, you can go first. I So I was thinking extensively about this. And the thing that first came to mind is a candle. It's I'm looking at it right now. It's called Italian Kush. I can grab it. Hold on. Ooh, that sounds fancy. It's Italian Kush by Boy Smells. I think any Boy Smell set in general, they're just so nice. Um, I'm not a super materialistic person. So the other two things, I would say water and my flip phone. Solid three. Oh my gosh, you have Whoa. a flip phone? Yeah, I got it off eBay like a month ago because I was like, I I don't really like being on my phone so much. So I kind of (gasps) reserve like, there's this club that's like, it's super pretentious, but it's at an Ivy League school and they kind of got rid of all their phones and now they just like read and like have flip phones and it inspired me. So I only touch my like iPhone about like five minutes a day and I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that. But it's, like, helped a lot, and I try to just, like, read as much as I can and kind of decompress from all of, like, these social standards that are... Oh, my goodness. I need to take you up on that. Yeah, you're honestly influencing us because I think about doing it, but then I'm too afraid. But to see, like, there's a group out there and you doing it, like, it's definitely, like, inspiring. Yeah, I got one where I could just put the SIM card that's in my phone so I don't have to pay for, like, a separate plan. So I'll just, like, switch them out. So it even helps with that, so I literally can't be on my phone because it won't work. (laughs) Hey, oh let me like start writing down notes. <laughs> yeah, they have a hot pink one too. I almost got that, but I have a silver one. How cute! Please send link. Yeah, I send will. links and photos. Yeah, I will. Cool. Well, okay. Joe, what are your three things? Oh, that's right. Okay, so the first thing I would say so I started school recently and uh i picked up you know some notebooks and i got the pen gear brand super affordable like a dollar per notebook i think and the paper is good quality like it doesn't bleed through so i like that uh the second thing i would say is um you know bag use uh reusable standard bags for like grocery shopping or something i don't know picking up trash i love it and the third thing is the native hair care brand their hair care line oh my goodness i love it it's so affordable and my hair i finally feel like it's eating up whatever native has in their <laughs> bottles because i'm not great. paying 40 dollars for a shampoo and then another 40 dollars for a conditioner for like like a you know i just can't justify that right now but yeah that's me i love it I'll definitely have to try the native stuff. I see they have like those mini travel size. So maybe I'll try that out first. But I agree. It's so expensive. I go to the store and I'm like, oh, geez, like everything's in the double digits. I'm like, no, but good to know. What about you? Okay. So the first thing is, so we recently moved in. So this is our new apartment. Um, 
And yeah. we got this like coffee table book and it's the Studio Ghibli one. And it, I don't know. I just love how it looks. It's so cute. I love Studio Ghibli. So it's like perfect for me. And like, I don't know. And I we were talking about books before. So my second one is also another book. Um, it's actually the Spanish Love Deception, Joe's recommendation. Yes. It's like a romance novel. Um, we'll probably do an episode on that. So stay tuned. Um but yeah, I've been reading that like super fast. I'm like digging through the pages. So I love that. And my third thing uh, would be my oil diffuser. Um, so we live in a studio. So I guess like, you know, the kitchen's right there. The bathroom is like right over there, like our bedroom here. So it's like all one big room, of course. And I feel like, oh, we get like, as soon as I cook something, it just makes a whole like apartment smell, which is not bad. But I feel like having the oil diffuser go makes it smell like a lot fresh and clean with the candle and everything. So really been loving those three things. I also got a new coffee table book. I moved, really? so I have like an like amazing amount of space it's a west anderson coffee table book oh my goodness and it's like filled with pictures that he found from other like creators that kind of like are in like a corresponding affluentness to his work it's really interesting it's really i bet that's amazing it's really gorgeous and i don't i don't know how you guys feel about this but i take the paper covers off of books like if they have like if it's a hardback oh. book and it has like the things, I hate them. They just get yeah, in the way and they fall they off. Do. And I took it off and it was a black book and like everything I own is black. Well, mostly. Oh, so so like, like clean, minimalistic. I know it's great. I love, I love it so much. I'll add that for things that I. Yes, <laughs> of course. That's so cool. I'll definitely research it. That Wes Anderson. I used um, to do that to my dad's books when I was younger, and he got mad at that for some reason. <laughs> really? So I think yeah. we have a same understanding of why a plain book looks nicer than they the look, cover. They look so much better. I love True. just like a, a just one colored book. It's much Very nicer. cohesive. Right? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to get into the episode? Let's do it. Okay, we definitely we have some questions for you about growing up in a small town. So the first question is pretty broad. Um, it's how did growing up in a small town influence you? Like it could be good influences, bad influences, um, just kind of however it affected you. Yeah, I th- I think I felt like the entire spectrum of what it is to grow up in a small town, especially I grew up in like a very heteronormative headspace with the feelings of like just very stereotypical man wife and also a lot of toxic masculinity and generational trauma. So I grew up playing every sport I could and especially coming to find myself through like growing up, it was really hard to kind of find who I was with the aspect of all of these super masculine and super like broad, like manly things. And understand my femininity and like what it means to me to be fully expressive regardless of any gender norms and that's really hard to do in a small town luckily it was really easy for my family to kind of deconstruct this generational trauma and listen which isn't the case for like a lot of people in small towns um and a really good thing about a small town I realized is you there's a low amount of people <laughs> that you can find and that could be a bad thing but for me I really enjoy it because I get super overwhelmed and having 
kind of a small amount of friends because I'm really picky. It makes life and it makes adventures so much more fun because you know these people are going to stick with you because, well, low-key, they don't have any other choice. <laughs> so <laughs> They're stuck with you. <laughs> right? And, I mean, I guess that could be a bad thing, but I have found, like, the most supportive people I've ever found in this past year. Um, so I would say those are, like, my good and bad. I also grew up homeschooled, so I didn't really have to deal with like the tortures of uh high school especially gotcha. where I live. it's like notoriously known for being like treacherous <laughs> the worst place. the worst no I love that so much and it's awesome that your family was super like supportive with everything because I know like you said a lot of families aren't supportive with people like actually expressing themselves because they just want you to follow exactly. the same loop they did and I yeah. think that's really really important that you brought that up and it's kind of nice to see like it influenced you maybe in the beginning but you were able to like break down those barriers and like really shine and be yourself which is so yeah. amazing and I credit that to being able to be independent in like my headspace. Without that, I wouldn't have found like my existence. I would just be living like through someone's else eye. Just my parents' like point of view and perception of who I am, that's who I would be. Mm-hmm. Rather than kind of dwelling into who I am and like my psyche and like understanding how I process things that really like shows us who we are at the end of the day and I was I'm very fortunate to be in that position to do that so for sure that's awesome I'm really grateful for that that's really great um so the next question I kind of think is delving into the influences but do you like small towns or bigger cities or maybe a mix of both I would love your guys' input on this. I haven't <laughs> I haven't been able to go to and really understand a bigger city. I used to travel a lot when I was younger, but the older I've gotten, the more busy I've gotten. And um I'm wearing a New York sweatshirt right now. So super this is cute. super hypercritical hypocritical. <laughs> but as of now, I kind of am falling in love with small towns and I'm planning to move to New York. So (laughs) I'm just all over the place with this topic, (laughs) but I'm slowly becoming in love with small towns. And I wasn't, I think it's the idea of just being sure and being comforted with that security that it is a small town. There's not a lot to do, but with there not being a lot to do, you know what you're going to do. For sure. So you don't have to question your safety and all of these things by not knowing what's out there. But at the same time, that can be really fun. And that's, I think, how you grow by being uncomfortable. So as of right now, I'm in between. I like both. No, that's a great answer. I feel like that's the same with me because I'm kind of stuck in this position. Yeah. So I totally get what you're saying. And I have lived in bigger cities before, and I really loved how – Everything was so convenient. Like if you wanted to go to a grocery store, you didn't have to get, you don't have to have a car to be able to go to a grocery store. Like I could just walk out and walk to it. But transitioning from big cities to moving to a small town, that was like a very big discomfort. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I would love to not have to drive 30 minutes to the nearest grocery (laughs) store. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah, I mean, for I feel like I'm very similar to both of you. Like a mix of both is great because for me, I kind of miss a small town like for a nostalgic factor. So like I miss being closer to like my good friends because much like you, very picky with who I spend my time with. But I live in a big city. I literally live downtown and (laughs) I can walk to the grocery store. I can walk to a burger joint. Like there's like great opportunities. But I feel like even though it's a bigger city because it is like higher population over here, um, I'm able to find my own personal space. So I think like bigger cities are nice, but can be overwhelming. But if you find like a core group of people, your places to go to, like it can definitely make it feel more small town like as well. Yeah, that's so comforting. I I lose I lose the idea that you choose how you live. And no matter like where you are, you're going to make it good. Like how I was saying, I didn't enjoy where I live, but it's slowly getting better. So I feel like that works for any place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, still scary. Growing up is scary. <laughs> it is. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to uh, the next question. And you kind of touched on the subject. So how do you feel about like cliques? Like in small towns, does it have to be in school, just in general, kind of like what you've seen? Yeah, um, I hate them. I also hate the construct <laughs> of a clique because like, how are you going to like stare? It's like everyone's like, I hate being stereotyped but you're stereotyping yourself down into like a subgenre of people. And then you're like stuck with that subgenre and you were <laughs> the same person for however long you were with that type of people rather than like just broadening your friend group with like diversity. And I feel like, especially with clicks, the thing I've realized is there is no diversity because it's a click. So you all are the same. And I feel like there is exceptions when cliques are like similar interest, like a book club, like a knitting club, like all of the grandma things that we love. So what I've realized is like cliques in the South, they are very not broad in adversity and race wise, um, orientation wise, they're very you're this way or you're in a different genre of people. And I think that's where like to bring it into another thing, I think that's where a lot of small mindedness comes from. So I don't, I don't enjoy clicks. They can be good to find your people, but that should not be your only type of people. For sure. It's a great way yeah. to look at it. And I also like grew up on the internet. So my click is on the internet, I guess I would <laughs> say. And the people on the internet are so different. So I I attribute a lot of who I am to like YouTube and like artists and stuff. They people I have never met have built me to be who I am, which is really scary and creepy and it's <laughs> 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 <But> mine. <laughs> well, that makes you less boring than like like a stereotypical I, clique. Exactly. I I guess. Yeah, all of my all of my friends are famous people that some aren't even alive right now so super great super great we love that (laughs) thank you freddie mercury for being my best friend oh i love him he's great he really is that's cool that like you can find like influences from other people and like make that kind of like your friend or like you know yeah like research more into that that's very cool dude i was such a lonely child (laughs) Oh. <laughs> like I I never was able to have friends just because I I I don't know what it is but I changed I changed so fast like a month ago I was like 
granola and now I'm like I don't even know which is cool <laughs> it's like cool that I I'm allow I allow myself to like kind of even flow through like different expressions of myself which I love love it however it's really hard for me to find people that understand that and like they don't think I'm crazy because I'm like one person next week and the next week I don't have any hair and somehow the next week I have full-on hair to my butt but (laughs) Uh, well if you don't mind me asking how old are you 17 oh wow so self-discovery yeah that's a really big thing for you especially at that age Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I don't feel 17 I have been very on my own for a very long time so it's like I had to grow up super fast and if I yeah. weren't to grow up super fast, I don't really know what I would be doing right now. I wouldn't be okay. That's like how I look at it. Mm-hmm. So I like, I'm grateful for the trauma I have. The The trauma, and it's all based in a small town, which I think why it's such a good topic for me is because who I am is only and fully based in where I grew up. And I feel like everyone can say that, but it's really hard for people to understand that. And I do a lot of like, I really am my own therapist and I deeply psychoanalyze myself and it's (laughs) not good at all. But understanding like how I'm developing as a human has been super influential into knowing where I'll be in a few years. And that's what I'm struggling with right now is like the idea of not knowing where I'll be in a few years because you'll never know. And I'm like, I worked really hard mm-hmm. and then nothing is gratifying. So, but we'll see. I think humans are just wired to be never satisfied. Like, or their instant gratification creates like this area where you'll always want more and more and more. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where it's going. But I feel like for you to be so young and have these like very articulated ideas, it makes you very, very open-minded and smart. I have to say, I would have thought you were like 22 or 23, not (laughs) because of what you look, but because of the way you think. Yeah. I do have a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much. I was, that's the, what you were saying about like satisfaction. Another great thing about small towns, coffee shops. Um, I was at a coffee shop yesterday and I have this book called Art and Beauty and it's a bunch of different philosophers. I was reading one section with Kant and I didn't fully agree what he was saying because it's a a male. Yeah, I was like, wait, you're a Kant stan? Emmanuel Kant? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm not a Kant stan. Um, But there he was, it was a thing about satisfaction and it was saying how like, you're only satisfied with what you know would be your satisfaction. And even if something is gratifying and you don't have it pre-registered in your mind as being satisfactory towards you, then it's not going to be satisfactory. So I feel like being open-minded to the idea of letting anything influence you in a good or bad way, even if it hurts you is super influential to like growing, especially when you don't have these like outside sources near you to influence you in the right or bad direction just letting like the universe take you anyways and i would like to say i do not agree with what he's (laughs) besides that one point i was reading it i was like oh my gosh this guy is like 
so sexist. I don't know a lot about Kant, but he was so sexist. And it was like super like gender specific and identifying the whole human race to man, which I get was like the way of dialect at the time. But it was like it it was it was really discouraging. But I've realized I used to be super close minded to the idea of even listening to people that are like that but as of recently I've learned like how am I going to understand and then how am I going to allow myself to pass judgment onto a person unless I'm like fully hearing them out even if what they're saying is like the worst thing I've ever heard in my life I'm like exactly I'll I'll listen good for you okay this one's juicy okay (laughs) how does religion play a role in small towns Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Okay. I would like to say I'm very, um, to how much I could be and how much I allow myself, I'm very educated on this, at least to myself. I could not be at all. Maybe I'm delusional. Maybe that's what it is. Embrace your delusions. (laughs) Embrace my delusion. I'm learning. So growing up, I grew up Baptist. My grandma is Catholic. She's... um, Hispanic and my mom is native and I would like to add somehow I came out white anyways so so I grew up in a religious aspect but it wasn't like super religious you know how there's people that are like insanely religious that like that's all they breathe luckily I did not grow up in that I would like to prove first that I'm not religious at all so but I have done my research and I did grow up religious. So I feel like I do have some knowledge. Um, religion influences everything without knowing in small towns. Um, my downtown is built with like, it's it's a church. Like there's like church on one end and church on one end. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Literally both ends. And with every decision you make, there's always that like sounds of that Southern white mother in the back of your head that is the epitome and stereotypical, extremely like gentrified idea of what a Southern parent is. And there's always that idea in the back of your head, like I should be ashamed of what I'm doing. And it also adds a lot of like, I've seen it affect all of my a lot of my friends who identify as women that there is this feeling that they'll never be woman enough because there's a stereotypical idea of what a woman is according to God. And it takes away a lot of personal identity and it shames a lot of people. Like slut shaming is the biggest thing that like you'll constantly see in the South at least. Definitely. Um, for yep. what people are wearing, like Something that doesn't concern someone at all is their biggest issue. And so Literally. I feel like the church plays a lot. And it's 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 because that's how the South was made. It was made on religion. And that's how colonization of the South was made. It was made with religion. There's a lot of like, it's just a lot of colonization is what it is. Yes. Ugh. No, I think like, um 
like exact you answered that question so perfectly because it does play a huge role and it's unfortunate that it sets up these specific roles that people have to play into and they feel like they're failing or not good enough when they don't meet those needs and for like young kids or like growing up all of us experience that I think and it's like finding comfort in knowing other people are going through the same thing but at the same time you feel so alone and it's really hard yeah it's different for everyone because everyone has a different idea of what god is and Mm -hmm. i think early around like when i was like 10 i was like i've never seen this entity i've never felt it personally and amazing for people that have i'm not like against well (laughs) <laughs> I'm not against religion to an extent. I'm I'm all for the idea of being able to like freedom of religion. However, there is this subsection of religion that is super one-sided and it's this is the only type of god that there is, which isn't true because it wasn't the first religion and also baptism and that form of Christianity is just stolen. It's all stolen from paganism. So mm-hmm realizing that I was like all of you people that love this are like just so hypocritical it was like Mm. oh goodness yeah (laughs) I I just it like (laughs) this is such a random topic but it does tie in but going from like Salem witch trials which none of them were witches I'm sure one was but it was literally just a sexist ploy that just, it, it was so stupid. Anyways, but witches, paganism, not every witch is a pagan. Anyways, but all, all of the traditions are pagan and it is like ritualistic. It gives cult. There's this one church that's in the town where I live that I swear is a cult. One day it's going to be on like an HBO documentary. <laughs> I don't know. Or some people are just like small minded, like you've said before, and like they just won't hear anybody out. There's like my way is the only way. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You're just going to be irrelevant because I can't stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the judgment. Yeah. Opinion. Your personal opinions are only born through others' opinions. Your ideas are only other people's ideas. There's no original idea because what put into the idea was other people's ideas and then the person's ideas came from another so it's like there's no point in not listening or hearing people out because how do you know what you know without hearing people out exactly it's the only way to grow and learn yeah everything is maturity yeah and it's a lot of people that should be mature that are running the world (laughs) quite literally (laughs) don't listen and that's their only job like literally listen it's like Gross. That's another thing of how our country is like built off of religious views. Like, I get that, but what about freedom of religion? Yeah. yeah. And separation from politics. church and state. Literally. Yeah. It just. Yeah. You're not doing a swell job on that. So, the biggest thing, um, uh, <laughs> Probably the most basic thing with any small town is just someone being queer. There's probably something way more crazy, but like that is a daily drama. And, um, or someone getting pregnant without being married. Um, probably like a, a teacher having relations with a student. Whoa. Um, 
Just like literally everything you see in a Hallmark movie where it's like the climax of the drama, it happens. That's yeah. mm. that's a small town for you. This is true. Full of drama, <laughs> full of crazy people, full yeah. of small-mindedness. Yeah. Botched Botox all day. <laughs> Whoa. Louis Vuitton. I seen that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us on this episode we hope you guys enjoyed we'll definitely have you back we will see you guys next week bye bye